Hello, I'm Amy Stevenson, and this is The Human CEO. In each episode, we'll be meeting with CEOs and senior leaders to understand their approach to leadership, the challenges they faced, and how they overcame them. We'll also be asking what they feel it takes to be a great leader. We're absolutely committed to making sure that we hit that box because you can have the best strategy you like, you can have some really good people, but if you don't execute, it's, it's, it's kind of pointless. So that is our big focus is, is that execution box. Today, I'm joined by David Batch. David's the CEO of Premier Education, the UK's largest children's coaching and physical activity company. They're successfully delivering more than 25,000 sport and physical activity sessions every month. David formed the company in 1999 to improve the health and well-being of children through active learning. David's a successful business owner in the sector and has taken the franchise model to national coverage over the last 20 years. David joins us today to share his insight as a leader on the human CEO. Thank you for joining us today, David. It's great to have you with us. It's great to be invited. Thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. So can you tell us a little bit about your organisation and what you're working towards and what you what you do, please? You see, yeah, so predominantly our, our organisation is about getting kids active. Mm-hmm. And um, we started off in 1999, believe it or not, when we began running holiday courses, non-residential holiday courses for for kids uh, in school holidays. Mm. That kind of developed and morphed into what we are now, which is we're delivering everything from holiday courses um, right the way through to uh, curricular PE. We're working in extracurricular time, wraparound care, and um, we're we're doing a lot of work for for the holiday activity fund. So so it's a really broad kind of base of children's activity predominantly when we first started it was football mm-hmm. and it's then gone into multi-sport now we do all sorts of things which includes dance drama uh, and we also get involved in things like um we've got a program called game virtual life which is about life skills for kids Fantastic. Uh, we work with uh directly with schools delivering that and we work with corporates delivering that kind of stuff mm-hmm. as well fantastic and was there was there inspiration born out of your previous football in passion or where did it come from i wouldn't say there was an inspiration to get it done i i was uh, as you said i used to work in football um that 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 kind of time in my life ended and um a, a professional football club and i decided just to start doing this this is the kind of thing that i just wanted uh, i just knew i wanted to do i was doing it when i was working at the football club i was already working towards kind of getting out and uh and thinking about this business and um it didn't look anything like it you know in my head at that point it looked nothing like it is now but mm-hmm. uh that was my initial thought at the time and um just from that uh, from that point uh, there, there wasn't an inspiration necessarily to do some of the things that we're doing now it was just purely that I felt that it was a uh, something that I wanted to do. I wanted to set up. I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to uh, lead an organisation rather than be working with people um, in one. And um, uh, so, so my inspiration wasn't necessarily to to achieve the things that we're achieving now. Mm-hmm. That has grown and evolved as we go on. Yeah, fantastic. And so, it's twenty three years in April, is it this year? I mean, you make me feel old now, Amy. But yeah. <laughs> It is. We did our 20th, and that seems like ages ago, of course, because COVID since COVID, then, yeah. everything has got changed. But to, to think we're now coming up to 25 years is quite frightening. 
It's fantastic there. Congratulations on that. But I think, I mean, with you just mentioned COVID, with regards to the challenges that you're up against as the leader of that kind of organisation, what are your key challenges at the moment? Well, hopefully we're the other side of COVID now, mm-hmm. um, or certainly in a far better place. Yeah. Of course, when the, uh, the initial pandemic struck, that was, I found that a really interesting time. This is a really odd thing to say. And uh, um, from a purely from a business perspective, it was a real challenge that I actually quite enjoyed dealing with. And it wasn't obviously the, the circumstance wasn't nice for anybody. Um, but the actual right, the the everything's hitting the fan at the moment. What are you going to do about it, and how are you going to react? Was the challenge that I enjoyed picking up and um, the team around me worked really well on it. And I think actually we did quite a good job, not just with ourselves, but with our team of hardworking franchisees and their coaches that work across schools all over the country. And uh, so not only from a business support perspective, not only from a running our business perspective, from the actual outcomes that we had as well. We were working in schools, a lot of schools said just they wouldn't have been able to open if it weren't for our staff coming in and helping with the key worker children. Uh, we had letters from the NHS. We had one letter from a NHS trust saying that literally we wouldn't have been able to open if your, if your staff weren't in the nearby schools getting our kids there. So whilst it was a, a hard time for everyone and a challenging time, it was actually a challenge I quite enjoyed. And the team at Premier certainly picked up the mantle and dealt with it really well. Fantastic, fantastic. And great to be able to provide that for the kids when everything else was up in the air and they've got sort of very little sense of normality. Great to be able to offer that to the kids as well, I'm sure. Absolutely. And, and we're seeing, I mean, anecdotally, we're seeing, um, and there's lots of evidence already coming out about kids' fitness and, you know, mental wellbeing. We've done a report ourselves, which is a white paper and available, which is really interesting because we did a before and after survey with a thousand parents so we got a really good insight into what children are feeling and thinking um but anecdotally we've seen a lot of uh, skills disappear or reduce during the covid period uh, in children and things like cooperation skills uh, you know um uh, perseverance finishing a task um these are all kind of outcomes of the activity that we provide and uh, we have seen a, di- a distinct drop in some of those things because of the what the kids have been exposed or not more more to the point to over the past couple of years. So hopefully we're in a position where we can certainly help in some cases affect yeah. that. But it's quite um, it's quite an interesting uh, and uh, outcome that needs to be addressed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so can you tell us a little bit about your journey into leadership then, David? So in terms of how you developed, I mean, did you always have your, you mentioned that you always wanted to lead an organisation? Yeah, I, I say, yeah, lead an organisation or more to the point, probably impart my ideas <laughs> of what that should look like more mm-hmm. often. Um and I suppose probably from a young age, I was always involved in in certain sports. I always kind of ended up being uh, the, the captain of the team and and kind of had my my viewpoint. I quite liked having having that and having that input. Um, and certainly as I grew up, I, you know, I wasn't as a younger me always 
probably strong enough would be the wrong or confident enough would be a better word or better description of always imparting my thoughts and my opinions in situations. Um, and certainly that has grown over the years. But um, my, my journey to leadership has, as I said, when I, when I set up the business, it wasn't with the intent of, of doing the things we're doing now. It was something that it was a, it was a lifestyle change more than anything. Um, and then the teams around me have grown. Um, interestingly, during that journey, I, I've, I've gone and worked back for a little while in, in semi-professional football and um, um, as, as a hobby, but, um, but tried to put some of the things I've learned in my leadership roles at work into that environment as well. And that was an interesting, um, yeah. an interesting exercise because the last time I was there, I didn't have many of those skills and mm. some of that knowledge. So it was quite um, it, the last 20 years my journey into leadership and to, to where, what we do now is is a is a learning curve as it would be for for many people um i'm sure that there are lots and lots of people who went into their first job as a leader first position as a leader much better equipped than what i was um and uh, uh so a, a lot of the things i've had to do is is learning on the job as a lot of leaders do and whatever you do to study and to get ready for that position that, you know, that a lot of that experience or a lot of that knowledge comes from experience, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, I've been involved in the leadership of businesses, um, non-exec board positions, mm-hmm. and also in football teams. Uh, and and it's, quite, it's quite uncanny how often the, the, the same scenarios present themselves just in different clothing and uh and that's something i've quite enjoyed and that i've, I've learned of taking things from one particular environment and try to to bring that into the other environment and how easily they cross over is is quite frightening it, it's interesting that you mentioned being able to apply your leadership skills into sport because often it is the other way around isn't it but in terms of those skills do you think that there are common skills that all leaders need or is it case by case i i when i after uh, not being involved in running the business for about 10 years i think i was i went back in and as i said and did a a few jobs in semi-professional football which did we did quite well the teams that i was working with based on a lot of the principles that i was picking up now again if i went back and did that again i, I haven't done it for six seven years now if i went back and did it again i think i'd go in and high level again um because i've learned more in that in that time um and i do think that i, I do think there are lots of skills that are completely transferable and um in both of those environments and what that does as a for a good leader is also ensure, or not ensure, it also helps the particular industry isn't necessarily a barrier for leadership as well. Because of if you know if you can transfer that leadership from sport to business or vice versa, you can certainly diversify in various different areas of business and get the same outcome. Yeah, absolutely. With regards to your approach to leadership then and how you formed that, was there a particular experience or a piece of advice that someone offered you that shaped your your leadership style? That's a really good question. And uh, I don't think there is a particular um, 
a, a particular piece. There's like every person um, and not just leaders, most people these days, particularly with the access to learning materials online or wherever, uh, watch or see or hear or participate in some kind of self-development. And um, there are lots and lots of influences along the way. Um, probably the, the, the biggest turning point for me was when I realised that effectively there's there's only a handful of things that I do um, or should do, more to the point, okay. um, uh, and kind of those four key things really um, are the strategy, mm -hmm. what we, where are we going, um, execution, how are we going to do it, how, thirdly, cash, how are we going to fund that, and then the fourth thing, crucially, the people. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was quite a big spike in my performance, I think, um, when I realised that those four things were the, were the absolute key component, components to keeping the wheel turning. Not just in terms of my focus, although clearly that was a, that was a big thing, mm -hmm. but crucially in terms of my time um, and where I put my time and who, whom and what I allow to have my time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, as, as I've developed, I look back and think, yeah, those four, if I'd have known at the start, those four key things were the th four th key components to concentrate on and base your time around that mm -hmm. and those principles, I think we, I certainly would have performed much better. Um, and, and, but now that's something that I try to do all the time. And yeah. uh, in particular with my time, that's a really important factor to, to, to make sure that I'm on task. Mm -hmm. and, and with regards to someone that was looking to follow in your footsteps then, so either right at the start of their career with their sights set on the chief exec seat or someone that's just taken a step up into a leadership role, mm -hmm. is that the advice that you would offer them or are there other insights that you'd share? Yeah, I mean, that, that for me is... Those four things are, are very specific, I think, to a leader of an organisation. They may change slightly as uh, kind of senior or middle management, but they will still be there in some form. And what we, what I have worked on and with quite a lot over the last two to three years is the leaders within my organisation as well okay. and supporting them and their development. And in terms of answering your question, I could have just said yes because that is exactly what I think if they're focusing, they're, they may not be focusing as much on strategic stuff. It might be more on the three things, for instance. Um, but in general, they'll, they'll have three or four key focuses um, and it's how they operate them, where they put their, their time mm -hmm. and how they affect other people in those areas and do their job in those areas are really key. So when I'm, trying to support, coach, develop the leaders within our organisation, that is most certainly the one of the key messages. Brilliant. Okay. And in regards to leadership then, are there particular leaders, past or present, that you admire? And if so, who are they and why? Hmm. Um, uh, personally, in, in terms of the ones that affected me, uh, the, I've got two... Um, key people that I, I still now 
um, look back on and think, yeah, they really shaped what I do and how I work. Very different people uh, in terms of, but both very successful. They were from a sporting environment, um, so it wasn't a business um, a business leadership as such. Um, but uh, as I said, the parallel across across yep. both things is is quite key. One was um, a manager or a leader who was had excellent uh, clarity on their vision. Uh, and so so they were very so if you took those four boxes, they would have been brilliant on the strategy. They knew exactly where they wanted to go and how they were going to do, get there. Yeah. And their detail of execution was phenomenal. So those two boxes in particular, they were brilliant at. They probably didn't have much to do with the cash element of that, but but those two of that organization, but there was a football manager. Um, but they were brilliant on that. The third box out of the four, uh, the people one, they probably weren't very good at. Okay. Um, in lots of ways, but in other ways, they 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 were very effective with it because the communication, you know, part of the people box, I think, is is the communication and being able to uh, uh, get the the team that you've got to do the things that you need to do to execute. Mm-hmm. Um, and whilst they were were probably one of the most unempathetic people I've come across in that environment, they were very clear on their communication. So whether you liked it or not, yeah. you knew exactly what you had to do, mm-hmm. um, and that they were very good at getting their exec- you know from the the strategy box into the execution and the detail into actually communicating that to the 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 team. Yeah, they were very good at that. So I took, I've taken a lot from that, that level of detail, that level of execution, that level of, of uh, importance on the little things. Um, so that was a really good learning. I was also very young at the time as well. So that was quite, um, uh, quite yeah. And later on, that, as I said, that was a football person. And later on in one of my roles in semi-professional football, which I did as a hobby, I asked that guy to come and work with me as an assistant. Fantastic. Um, and uh, that was quite an interesting um, mm. dynamic because he was my manager when I was 18 years old and um, and now I was his manager. Um, but that, that was very interesting. I, I enjoyed that. Um, and the other guy was just, actually, he was also very successful uh, in three out of the four boxes. Mm-hmm. One, again, very sure, knew exactly what he wanted to do and how to do it. Wasn't as big on the execution was very shrewd with the cash, getting the right people to in for the right money and the right team. Mm-hmm. But from a people element, the uh, I, I've never met anybody so into, I, I've never met anyone other than that guy who could walk into a room with two hundred people and without seeing him, you would know he was there. And that was the kind of presence he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still had it even after he left being the leader and manager of that organization when he came back, you know, you knew, you knew the guy was in the room um, and he was a fantastic person to play for and a, a really ca- charismatic, yes. charming guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, you really wanted to do it for him. Yeah. So probably those two between them are the ones that I've uh, taken the most personal um, inspiration from mm-hmm. Um but I certainly don't want to discount all the other people I've seen, heard, read about, watched, yeah. 
that have contributed. Well, that leads me very nicely onto my next question. So in terms of your reading list, are there books that you've recommended or books that have shaped your, your leadership style? Is there anything that you would recommend that you're either reading at the moment or that's been influential in the past? The stuff that I'm, well, and this is a, this is a brilliant thing about the digital age, isn't it? And uh, um, social stuff, because uh, and we work on this with our team a lot, which is um, things like YouTube, podcasts, they're all excellent opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a, because we work in a school environment, we call it an assembly, which is which is basically a, a live newsletter, really, from every two weeks with all the staff, um, our staff assembly. And um, we even share on that sometimes little clips from YouTube and 10-minute things to listen to. Um, the thing that I, I absolutely adore the guy, I, I continually listen to him and, um, and often will just go back and listen to the same thing again and again, um, rightly or wrongly, and uh, that is a guy called Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, who you may have heard of. He, I think he was the guy who Tony Robbins first worked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's kind of like you were one of your original lifestyle, mental coach, uh, mental attitude, mental approach type life coaches, um, a very successful one. And uh, but he's uh, and again, actually going back to that thing, he's so much better on on YouTube or, or tape as it was when he first did it, yeah. um, because his pr- presentation style is hypnotic. Okay. Um, but the lessons that he talks about there are very relevant, not just to to leadership, but to yeah, any person in any leader role, senior role, or any role, or and I include a mother, a father, a child, a sibling, a friend. Yeah. Um, uh, it's fantastic, and so. But but uh, the, the parallels again, going back to that, there are so many things that he talks about about an individual um, performance and maximising their their uh, abilities mm-hmm. that we do use in in uh, in our business environment both with our staff and with our with our thousand franchisees and and coaches mm-hmm. so um whilst it's not necessarily a leadership uh, or not always a leadership piece there are so many parallels to be taken from that to to share with other people fantastic thank you for sharing that and and with regards to premier education then what's on the cards for the next what's what's on the cards for 2022 what should we look out for? Yeah, so we're actually really busy at the moment. We've, um, as I said, we, you know, lockdown, we, we, it was a challenge and we, we, we had a bit of an impact, we thought, and, um, uh, and both our, our central team and our franchisees did a fantastic job during that period. But we're in a real bounce at the moment. And um, obviously there's a lot of, uh, as you said, a lot of... Um, uh, impact that we can have with kids who are kind of returning who are coming back some of these kids have never had that you know they're, they're yeah. in their first year or two at school they've never they never had the the things that we bring I mean when we first started we we were a little bit of a disruptor at the time if you wanted to take if you if you wanted your child to try basketball you had to go and find a basketball club or, or mm-hmm. fence or archery or or in in some cases a lot of cases football um gymnastics you have to go and find the club and we kind of brought that to the schools to make it very easy for kids to have that access and uh 
you know, when it's only when you kind of think think of what's happened over the last couple of years, you realise that there's a there's there's a couple of year groups there that probably have never even had that opportunity to do yeah. it at school, yeah. let alone outside. Um, so, you know, we're very busy uh, back on track, uh, back on track, and there's lots of schemes and and opportunities that have arisen as a result of COVID that we're now working on. We're working on some work, uh, some programmes with corporates with the game of actual life, uh, the life skills program. Uh, we're working on, we're working with, with, with local authorities and government on their holiday activity fund that has been particularly busy over the last year and will be for the next three. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also really busy with our school partners who understand that they, uh, that they need to support the, ch- the, the children for their physical and mental wellbeing, getting back, uh, getting back to, to, to a level and beyond. And um, we, We've, we're working on a, a program over the next three years to significantly enhance the amount of school partners that we're working with to to double that um, and to really make an impact. And to do that again, you know, you think about the four boxes. There's, other, you know, our strategy is clear about where we want to be, and uh, we're we're now actually at, at this very time, the last two three months, working very hard on the execution of what September twenty two for the three academic years after that look like. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're now working on the execution of next three academic years, um, both uh, both with ourselves and with our franchise partners. Okay. So that piece of work is is ongoing. We're, 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 we're absolutely committed to, to making sure that we hit that box because you mm-hmm. can have the best strategy you like, you can have some really good yep. people, but if you don't execute, it's, it's, it's kind of pointless. So... That is our big focus is is that execution box yeah. over the next uh, 36 months. Fantastic. And, and speaking of people, are you recruiting for franchisees as well? Are you still looking to grow? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only that, we've had, um, not only we, we, we've literally just opened again for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we kind of put it on stop during COVID yeah. because we wanted other things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't the right environment to bring a franchisee in to go and yeah. work in a place where, um, where schools have still got challenges. Yeah. Um, what we have had, interestingly, is um, several independent organisations who, you know, one-man bands who, or when I say one-man bands, I, I mean like a, a sole individual trader mm-hmm. with maybe 10 staff working for them, mm-hmm. who've over the past three, four years have joined our network Okay. Because of the benefits that our network can bring, and all of them have, have um, with the exception of the one that has literally just started about eighteen, no, probably about fourteen, fifteen months ago, who have added about seventy-five percent revenue to their uh, their business. All of them have grown their business by three hundred percent plus. Wow! Since coming with us, um, just because you know we've been doing this as you said for twenty-three years now, so we kind of know some things. Um, to do and some things aren't and we've got a very clear execution plan the thing that I was then talking about so um so as well as new franchisees joining us from other walks of life we've also got actual pre-existing traders who are now wanting to come to our network and that we will be speaking to about joining our network because we think we can help them grow quicker mm-hmm. okay support them and yeah. uh, it goes back to that leadership thing again, as if we can support them and show them what the road looks like in a, with a bit more clarity and a bit more, uh, being a bit more specific about things, then they can get there a bit quicker. 
yeah absolutely and so beyond obviously doing a google how can people find you if they're interesting or... yeah just premier-education.com that is our kind of main area to go everything comes off of that okay. and um, that's the simple way to do it and there's information about our, our franchise network on there and as well as what we do in terms of um, the actual work we do, the service yeah, we yeah. to schools and to parents, uh, that is all on there as well. Um, but that is the main hub to go to in the first instance. Fantastic. Well, I wish you the best of luck with it, David. It uh, sounds like a fantastic service that you're providing. Thanks so much. And thanks for inviting me on today. I've enjoyed speaking to you.